Bangor Worldwide has been promoting and supporting World Mission for over 85 years. Our podcasts are free of charge. You can find out more about us at www.worldwidemission.org. We hope you enjoy this talk. Coming this afternoon on a bank holiday Monday, I couldn't help but think there when Lorraine was saying, what was it, 4,100 and something meetings. It's not just a case of that has been prayed and many of the people who made those prayers are now with the Lord. The Bible does not tell us that God has to answer all our prayers in our lifetime. So God is still answering those prayers. Maybe prayers that were made 80 years ago. God is not, uh, he's not bound by us being around to see it all. It's a great thought. Um, well, the, the purpose of our time together today then obviously is to pray and to pray specifically for world mission. That's why we're here. We know that that is something we should be doing. We know it's in harmony with God's will. We know it's clearly commanded and exhorted in Scripture. We also know that the task is enormous. The challenge is real, the needs immense, and the opposition strong. So as we go to prayer today, what we're going to do is nothing, there's nothing spectacular. Uh, if, if, you know, we're not going to do anything that's going to take you by surprise. We're simply going to turn to the scriptures and allow the scriptures themselves to inform and shape and guide and encourage us in our praying. Now, just so you know how we're going to go about this, um, I will share something from God's word for just a few minutes, and then we will pray together. And we'll do that in different formats. And we'll repeat that cycle three times. The hope is that you will feel free to enter into this. And that you will take something of our time together today into this convention week when we're going to hear so much about world mission. And indeed beyond this week. For God's word can become part of us. And if we come out of this time with scripture having just shaped a little bit further how we pray, we will all be better off for that. So we're going to have our, our first biblical reflection before we pray together. Mission is God's work. It's our work also but only by delegation. God calls us into cooperation with himself as he works to accomplish his purpose. If mission is going to move forward in any real sense, it will be because God himself is in it. It will be accomplished 
by his activity in and through his people. I suspect everyone here today sort of gets the theology of mission. What I want to do is I want to share with you something that I find very helpful in praying for mission. And as I do that, I want to ask you a question. What is needed more than anything else for the cause of Christ to move forward in our world? I realize that that is quite a question, uh, and I don't expect you to answer it immediately. And I'm sure it would be very interesting to listen to each other, give our answer to that. You know, what more than anything else is required for the cause of Christ to move forward in our world? But as you ponder that, let me share with you something that speaks into that question. As you read the book of Acts, which of course records the spreading out of the gospel of the good news of Jesus from its Jewish beginnings at Jerusalem out into the pagan Gentile world. The decisive turning point, the hinge event, I suggest, comes in what is recorded in Acts chapter 11. Here's what happened. Following the outbreak of persecution at Jerusalem, the believers, all that is except the apostles, found themselves scattered to various places. And we have this amazing fact that under the sovereign control of God, what is recorded in Acts chapter 8, verse 1, there arose a great persecution at Jerusalem. You know, the killing of Stephen. It becomes, under God's sovereign control, God's method of fulfilling Acts chapter 1, verse 8. You will receive power. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Acts 8 verse 1, horrible persecution, becomes God's method of fulfilling the promise that his people would go out into all the world. Christ's witnesses were compelled to go. They didn't plan to go. This was not some strategy thrashed out at mission headquarters in Jerusalem. God's people were driven out. But something quite exceptional occurred within this context of the scattering of believers in the great city of Antioch. Jewish background believers in Messiah 
started to share the message of Messiah with their Gentile, pagan neighbors. And they embraced this message and this Messiah. And a new community was formed. It appeared in our world for the first time in the city of Antioch. Jewish background believers in Jesus the Messiah and Gentile background believers in Jesus the Messiah in one body. And the surrounding pagan society found itself compelled to label this new sociological phenomenon in our world. They called them Christians. Now, I challenge you to read the account of the birth of the church at Antioch from which the Gentile mission would be launched. We are sitting here, we were thinking about the heritage of that prayer meeting of 80 years ago. We are sitting here as the beneficiaries of what happened in the city of Antioch 2,000 years ago. You'll find this recorded in Acts chapter 11, and I'm hoping that you'll take a note of these references. This will embolden your prayers for mission, because you will find in the city of Antioch a group of believers who were refugees, ancient asylum seekers. A group of believers who within themselves, coming from their Jewish background, had to overcome their ingrained prejudice towards Gentiles. You will find a group of believers fleeing persecution, coming from an exclusive Jewish background, now surrounded by a thoroughly pagan society. What happened at Antioch was simply astonishing. How did it happen? How did it happen? How was this quantum leap in the fulfillment of God's mission achieved? This is the first time the uttermost parts of the world is being reached. Will you search the text of Acts chapter 11, verse 19 to 30? Search it for the answer of how it happened. Go in search of who these pioneer missionaries were. We're simply told where some of them came from. That's it. Tell me their names. Tell me what approach they adopted. Tell me what premises they used. Tell me what gifts they possessed. Tell me what training they'd received. Tell me what resources they had. Do you know what you learn from the text of Acts 11, verse 19 to 30? Absolutely nothing about those things. 
nothing. But you do find the explanation. There's one reason given in the Word of God for what happened at Antioch that took the purposes of God in our world onto a different level altogether. It's found in Acts 11, verse 21, and it's this. The Lord's hand was with them. God tells us the one thing that is absolutely necessary if the world is going to be reached for Jesus Christ. Those other things that I mentioned, we all know they're tremendously helpful. But one thing is essential. Was God making a point when he used the weakest of the weak to take forward his purpose to reach the world for Jesus. The most powerless of people became such powerful instruments of mission because God's hand was on them. As we come now to pray together for the cause of world mission, which God has carved on our hearts. That's why you're here. As we come to intercede on behalf of specific situations and organizations and individuals with all their accompanying challenges and opportunities, can we ask God to put his hand upon his servants in the situations in which he has placed them? Can we join with the early church in Acts chapter 4 when with their backs to the wall for the very first time, they asked God to do something among other things, do you know what they asked them to do? Stretch forth your hand. Prayers made 80 years ago are still being answered. Prayers made in Jerusalem at the first outbreak of persecution. Lord, stretch forth your hand. Years later in Antioch, what does the Lord do? Stretches forth his hand. Our first session of prayer is going to be corporate. So you don't need to move. Can I ask you to feel free to pray for anything in the world of mission that requires the Lord's hand upon it? If you make your prayer brief and specific, we will come in behind your request with our collective amen as we own that request before the throne of God. So let's take a few minutes now to pray for the hand of God, the hand of God to be upon his people who are seeking to reach the lost. Let's enter into that, please. 
We trust you've enjoyed this podcast. If you'd like to make a donation to support the work of Bangor Worldwide, please visit www.worldwidemission.org slash donate.